Hello and welcome to this week's episode of That Engineering Chat. Hello, Caroline. Well, hello, Nicole. How are you? <laughs> I'm very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Good. We're very excited today to be talking to Gordon Kirk from Mark Ellen Exhibitions, Indeed. which is a bit of a different one, actually. It's the first time we've talked to anyone from... Um, from an exhibition basically isn't it but we thought it might be rather good to speak to someone seeing as uh, no one's actually been able to go to an exhibition <laughs> for quite some time indeed I miss them don't you I do miss them I do miss them I mean I just miss people in general but yeah. certainly I think um, for a lot of businesses it's a big these shows are a really big deal um, and EDS the engineering design show is is a biggie and I think People have missed it, haven't they? So um, we'll be finding out a bit more about EDS Reconnect, which is something they're going to be doing virtually this year. So I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Indeed, yes. And who are we mm. talking to to find out about it? We're talking to Gordon Kirk. So I'm looking forward to speaking to Gordon Kirk. Mark Allen has been running many well-respected events in our industry for years. So it is experienced in real-life events. But now, faced with having to rethink events and manage during this pandemic we are delighted to be talking to Gordon Kirk today about how his team has had to rethink this events process going forwards so um Carol and I are very excited to welcome you here today Gordon hello nice to see you thank you very much for having me <laughs> I mean you know obviously I sort of introduced that there talking about the fact that you've really had to change things up can you take us back to sort of 12 months ago when literally you know the storm that hit us all how 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 was that for you <laughs> yeah. it feels like a long time ago uh yeah i mean at mark allen Gray, i look after a lot of different events in different sectors um in the engineering space obviously uh, the engineering design show but i also look after subcon um, and the engineer expo and uh yeah this time last year i think was when We've, for the first time, started looking at, okay, we need to start rescheduling events and, and looking at the competitive calendars and who's going to be going where in the year and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and for, for EDS, um, yeah, we, we moved the show, which was originally due to run in October 2020. Initially, we, we pushed it back to quarter one of 21 of this year. Um, so that process, yeah, involved sort of trying to understand who was going to be where in the calendar, um, speaking to uh, all of our stakeholders and exhibitors and, and getting their feedback. And uh, that process, as you can probably imagine, wasn't straightforward. Um, but we were, it was really great to sort of get the support um, that we did from, from the exhibitor base. And, you know, the feedback was really encouraging, completely understanding uh, in what were very uncertain times. <clears throat> so yeah, we, we, we moved the show uh, to, to Q1 of, of this year. Um, and at the time, the guidance was suggesting that we were going to be able to go live um, from the back end of last year. And there was a real period of, of uncertainty where we were not given clarity as an industry um, around when we were going to actually be able to open and, and what live events were going to look like, which makes our jobs as organisers almost impossible um you know it's essential that you know we would never obviously never consider running anything unless we could be 100 percent confident in the safety and security for, for everyone involved um, and trying to get that detail from government on exactly what would be required from us and from the venues to be able to make that happen was was 
really well, it was impossible. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been it's been certainly very interesting times. Um, I mean, to give you some idea, with Subcon, we've now moved the show three times, um, each and every time throwing up its own unique challenges. Um, you know, looking to co-locate with other events that were that were happening out there, shows like TCT and Mac. And what was great to see was that you know companies and organisations that would usually be competition. You know, there was a real sense of collaboration and trying to do what is best for the market. Um, and, and that process was made all the easier um, because of that. Um, so yeah, here we are. Um, EDS, we met, we took the decision to move back to our original dateline. I think that call was made around October, October, November last year. Yeah. Um, and when that decision was taken, we then started looking at, okay, that's going to effectively be two years between shows. Um, what is it we can do to help keep those conversations going for our exhibitors and for our audience? You know, there's still going to be, a demand for, for appetite and content in what is a very fast moving sector. Um, and obviously that was also true for a number of events out there, not so much in the engineering space, but for other exhibitions in general. Um, so we started looking at what would be the right platform to use to create the, the, the right virtual event for EDS. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like you just touched on there, which I can relate to not being able to sort of make a definitive decision about when you move that date, you know, having to move dates several times or having to sort of wait for information in order to tell your, you, you know, the people that come to your events is really hard, isn't it? It's been very, you had, like you said, you didn't, you weren't given much guidance It when you were, it's very immediate and everything has to change and none of us have got crystal balls, have we? So, um, you know, it sounds like you've done. It sounds like you've done a great job with what you've had. What has been the biggest changes to the way you've had to work? Sort of, would you say, sort of thinking about that over the past twelve months? Uh, well, I think the way that you know we would normally work as an event organizer is a very collaborative project, as you can probably imagine. You know, marketing and sales and operations are constantly in communication. Um, and you know, making that same shift, that I guess everybody has done to, to doing that remotely. There was obviously a period of time where a number of the staff were on, on furlough um, during the summer last year. Um, so it was making sure that we were able to put the time and effort into making sure that we could understand what the audience wanted, stay as close to the market as we possibly could to, to know what the best course to take would be and we're very lucky at Mark Anna Group we had a distinct advantage in that we also own the engineer magazine new electronics eureka machinery it goes on and on so we've really got a lot of touch points in that in that space and it was invaluable to us as organizers uh, when it came to getting feedback on exactly what it was that the market wanted um, all of that said it was still was a tough time uh, as I'm sure it was for you know, a number of people listening. Um, but we're really pleased with what we've been able to achieve in that period. You know, it, whilst the income, you know, the inconvenience of having to postpone the show uh, for us and obviously for all of the exhibitors and, and, and delegates um, was a frustration to say the least. Um, it also provided us with an opportunity to make sure that we could take that time to improve the product you know, how can we make sure that the, the event is bigger and better for the following year? Um, and, and in a world of events, you very rarely get that opportunity. You know, it's straight on to the next one. And uh, that extra time 
has meant that we've been able to to put together what I think is a fantastic conference program for the, for the virtual uh, event. <laughs> well, well, I just wanted to ask, you've um, obviously Mark Allen Group put on so many shows that they know so many things off, they could do it standing on the head, where to get suppliers from, where to get uh, venues and things like that. So were there new skills that you had to learn very quickly, presumably, to get this virtual event up and running? New school, yeah, I think, um, you know, so our traditional operations team suddenly had to become experts in the delivery of all things virtual. Um, uh, yeah, that's true. For, obviously, from the marketing, I suppose the marketing team are the ones that their role would have been least impacted by the change of um, format. You know, it's still, from, from their point of view, about communicating a, a proposition to an audience. Uh, and, and from that regard, it's not necessarily changed so much from the sales team's point of view. Um, yeah, there, there was a very quick, uh, <laughs> uh, shocking, uh, that's not the right way to phrase it. I suppose it was, it was a kind of flash course in uh, understanding what all of these virtual products meant and some of the, the more tech heavy jargon <laughs> that was associated yeah. with it. So yeah, I mean, for, for all of us, there were lessons along the way, but I, I suspect that's, that's probably true for every, every job out there. You know, we've all had to adapt and, and learn new skills and, you know, trying to take the positive from it. We're all coming out the other side. Uh, you know, all the better for it. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, that expertise in real life events, it really has had to transfer to virtual ones, hasn't it, for you? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, from, you know, looking at the virtual events we, we've we run and other organisers have run, I think one of the things we have learned, um, and obviously, you know, changes from sector to sector, but I think it places even more importance on, on the conference programme. You know, we know that, of a virtual event, you can't recreate the, the touch and feel that you would obviously get on a stand uh, and a show like EDS, show like Subcon, obviously that's critical. So th there's even more onus on, on the conference program, making sure that that is as valuable to our delegates as it possibly can be. Yeah, brilliant. And I mean, the industry loves the engineering design show. I know that from being in the industry for a long time and clients that we work with, you know, have, have been to the show for years and years. It's fantastic, I think, that you've therefore created a virtual version, the EDS Reconnect. What dates will EDS Reconnect run and what times? And, you know, tell us a bit more about that. Yeah, of course. Um, so the first edition of EDS Reconnect is going to be taking place on the 31st of March and the 1st of April. Um, so it'll be running from 9 to 5.30 uh, across two days. And that's going to include over 30 completely free conference sessions that are available to, to all of our delegates. Um, in addition to that, we'll have a range of exhibitors um, that will be showcasing the latest technologies uh, and services that you would normally expect to see at, at EZS. And to date, we've, we've already got over 40 confirmed. Brilliant. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're really looking forward to it. It's, um, like I said, they've been, it's been uh, an interesting experience delivering these in other sectors. Um, we've learned from those uh, and it's been, it's proven to be uh, a very useful exercise in helping exhibitors continue, you know, help keep them keep their conversations going with the audience. But from an audience point of view, you know, there's still that demand for, for, for understanding the latest trends and insights and, and best practice. And EDS is, you know, it's got a critical, role to play in ensuring that we, we keep our audience up to date yeah absolutely and um i know caroline you were interested about exhibitors weren't you and sessions and things yes uh, show. You, you've covered those you've got uh, 30 conference sessions i think you said gordon how, how many exhibitors have you 
got signed up already? To date, there is 40, but we're still going. Um, yeah, but I think, you know, for a lot of people, this is... That's a lot. I think that's great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really good result and it compares really well with some of the other, other shows we've seen out there. I think it's, um, you know, it's obviously a new concept to, to a lot of people, but yeah. it's, um, there's obviously a, a demand for people to still reach our audience. You know, it's such a critical audience and, you know, EDS has got a unique place in the market and purely being dedicated to the design engineer side. Um, so, the, yeah, that's been reflected in, in the interest we've seen. And I guess it's, you know, for people to, like you say, keep in touch with the audience, keeping in touch with what everyone's doing. It's it's a long time, isn't it? Two years to be off the grid totally. Um, but actually, I mean, we're becoming more familiar with virtual shows now, I feel. We're seeing more of them pop up. It'd be interesting to hear from you sort of if we explore the exhibition part first. How can a visitor browse the aisles of the virtual shirt where can i get my coffee that's all i care about <laughs> no i mean how can they browse the aisles of the um you know of your virtual show well going back to um what i was talking about earlier when we were saying that we were, we were approached by a number of suppliers that um you know offered a platform to to be able to deliver a virtual event and, and some of those offered the full kind of uh, virtual recreation of the NEC or the Rico and, you know, have a little avatar walking around, you know, and, and for, for me, that's not really, I think that's a, there's a bit of a, a gimmick there. You didn't I, want to be a Gordon avatar walking around. What's wrong with you? I would have loved that. <laughs> no, I think, um, I, I, I think it's, 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 you know, a lot of this stuff is obviously untested. Um, yeah. I think we, 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 it was so, critical that we got the platform right and um, looking at some of the the bigger shows um, and the ones that uh, adopted on mass they've gone with swap card a swap card that doesn't have the the, the equivalent of a, an avatar walking around a virtual hall but what it does have it works fantastically as a content delivery system so all of the seminars and round tables and panel debates that works seamlessly um, which is core for us um, the other part of the functionality that works that's really important to us is it enables delegates to be able to go in and identify the exhibitors that they'd be interested in talking to on the show floor. Uh, it will suggest uh, prospective exhibitors for them to talk to based on an AI-driven engine. And they can request one-to-one -one appointments with exhibitors ahead of time because look, we, we know people aren't necessarily going to, Certainly sat at their desk, logged into the show for two days straight. It might be they can only give a morning, but in that morning, we want to make sure that they can make the most of their time. So we make, we open up the diaries, we open up uh, access to the system a week before the show opens. And at that point, delegates can go in, select the sessions that are interesting to them and start to populate their own personalized agenda. Um, and that would include one-to-one -one meetings that can be hosted on the platform via a video call with the exhibitors that are relevant to them. And I think, like I say, in the absence of being able to wander around a, a, a trade show hall and take a look at what might catch your eye, I think what's important for us is we want to help people make those connections. And it may well be that those are connections they follow up in their own time. You know, I, I, I think there'll be a, a mixture of people that want to engage with those one-to-one -one calls during the course of the event. There'll be others that just uh, take a look around at the virtual booths um, make a note of the connections and, and follow up post show at their, in their own time, you know. So it, for, for me, I, I think that's the most effective um, platform that we could have we could have opted for. Um, actually, it's really great that you can actually talk to someone because quite often when you go to a show, a real show, 
it's you don't always get to talk to someone and you know you're actually going to be able to have a conversation which is quite important. yeah absolutely without the, the the noise in the background of a, of a trade show which some people might miss but um no you're you're absolutely right it's not always possible to get the right person on the stand at the right time so you know um from an exhibitor's point of view you can populate your stand with as you know as many of the, the right people as, as you need to and you can request appointments with that particular person depending on what it is you're looking for and if they're unavailable, then obviously it's noted for a follow-up post-show anyway. So it's, it's just trying to create as many of those connections for, for our delegates and for exhibitors as we possibly can, all the while delivering the, the conference program that we, we know we're going to be able to. So I'm used to going to exhibitions and you pick up data sheets and you pick up some samples and then you wait to speak to someone and, and you have a little mosey around the booth whilst you're waiting. So what can visitors do when they enter a booth at do your show? Do we get show? any chocolates? Yeah. <laughs> what about the sweets? I like the sweets when I go to the show. I don't think the technology is quite there yet, sadly. But um, the, the flexibility the platform offers to, to exhibitors, uh, you know, is fantastic. There's, uh, you know, you're welcome with the option of a, you know, a video piece that is uploaded by the exhibitor and that's either, you know, sort of corporate video or something that's specifically product led. Um, it then touches on all their social media handles and contact details, uh, individual product documents. So that might be white papers or research pieces, that kind of stuff, press releases. Um, but then it goes into who is, who the contacts are. Uh, and it gives you the opportunity to connect with them, send a connection request or to, to chat with them straight away through the platform. Um, and like I say, then also the option to schedule a prearranged one-to-one appointment during the course of the event. And it will also then detail any sessions that they might be presenting as well or involved with. So it's a really easy sort of way to follow up, I guess, on any information with the exhibitor, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. We want to make it as simple as possible. We want delegates to be able to walk away with a list of all the people that they were interested in talking to, any connections that they made. Um, the, all of the content is going to be available on demand post-show as long as they register in advance. Um, so yeah, we want to make it as accessible and, and as seamless as possible. And similarly for the exhibitors, all of the connections that they make, all of the people that have clicked on their you know, products, um, you know, their advertisements or requested appointments, they can export all of that data post-show as well as receive the, the delegate data for any sessions that are attended. Talking about the sessions, Gordon, so I love the site. It's very easy to, to use and you can search for topics or you can search by speaker. Can you give listeners a, a flavour of the range of topics available, maybe some of the highlights for us? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, um, you know, for, for those that have been to, to the live show in the past, you'll, you'll know that there is a wealth of content on the show floor uh, with the two conferences and all of the seminar workshops. So recreating that and cramming it into two days is, uh, you know, it's been a, a big ask, uh, but really, really pleased with some of the, the speakers that we've got confirmed. Topic wise, obviously, there's been a lot of Disruption since our last uh, version of EDS, two of the obvious ones being the, you know, the pandemic and, and also Brexit. Um, so some of the areas that are going to be explored specific to that, uh, you know, the impact that that's had around supply chains. Uh, so we're going to be exploring that through a series of case studies and panels, um, you know, roundtables and seminars. And, you know, um, we've got Worth uh, speaking around supply chain disruption uh, talking about what could be done to mitigate for that in the future, the impact it's directly had on des uh, design engineers. Um, cybersecurity, obviously, we've all been 
you know, with the, everybody's been m- making the move to working from home. Um, and we're approaching that topic from two angles. We're going to be looking at the role that design engineers have played in ensuring that that new infrastructure and software and those systems are where they need to be to be able to accommodate that. But also in regards to the, the design process and intellectual property, you know, the increased importance of cybersecurity, you know, in collaborating in, 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 in that process, the, you know, the emphasis that now needs to be placed around ensuring that you have the suitable systems in place. Um, but outside of that, um, we've also been looking across cross-industry collaborations, you know, what lessons can be learned and have been learned during the course of the last 12 months um, to help design engineers become more agile going forward and innovative and productive and, and all of the things that they need to understand. And then there'll additionally be, you know, some content around, you know, the latest advances in additive manufacturing and, and industry 4.0. But so there's, there's some fantastic content. There's a mixture of um, vendor-led presentations as well. So there'll be a lot of technology-focused solutions that'll be explored in our workshops. Um, yeah, so really, really pleased with the program we've got in place. That's brilliant. And do you think, I mean, do you think that people, um, this would be a good platform for you guys to, to decide whether or not you use these as almost like top-up exhibitions? Because... You know, everyone wants to get out there and see each other. Of course they do. But like you're just saying here, there's a lot of information that you're able to get across. It's not going to replace real, real-time real events, I don't think. But there, there seems to be, I feel like there's going to be a mixture. Do you feel like that? Or do you think it's going to go back to the way it was? There's lots. It's an interesting question. There's lots of uh, opinions on this at the moment. Um, I do think things will go back to the way they were. And I think that these virtual events will have a role to play. Um Look, we, we, we know you, we, you're never going to be able to, to replicate fully the, you know, the face-to-face interactions. You, you, you can't do that. I think we're all already experienced a certain amount of uh, fatigue around some of these Zoom calls. And, uh, you know, people just want to get back out there. People want to go and meet with and mingle with the industry and network with their peers. And, then, you know, for the events industry, that's really comforting to know that. You know, I think there's no doubt there is a sort of pent-up appetite for people to, to get back out and, and see their clients and prospective customers face to face. There's there's no question about that. It's just a matter of when we're allowed to do it. Um, the role that virtual events will play, I think, going forward. Look, we, we spend all year uh, a lot of energy and a lot of money in uh, getting a list of delegates that pre-register for the show. And then typically half of them turn up. So, you know, for various reasons, you know, that, that's the sort of industry standard that happens across all, all exhibitions. So I think there is an opportunity um, going forward to help add a product that's going to create value for our exhibitors, to create value for those attendees that perhaps weren't able to get down to the show uh, and enable them to, to still engage with the content that we've worked so hard and putting together and engage with those exhibitors so, yeah, I think there is going to be some kind of hybrid model in the, in the future. I'm not sure exactly what it looks like just yet, but there's uh, certainly lots of debate happening across the industry on what the, the best way forward will be. Look, I, I think the first step first step is, is delivering a fantastic virtual product, and then we want to get back to live events, and we will, we will work it out from there. Absolutely. And, yeah, I think think that you said people do want to see each other again, and it's it's but it's, it's also good that you're giving something for that interim period because I think there is a period that can go on too long otherwise. How do visitors attend? You know, do they need to book a session? Like if they want to, if they hear this and they think, oh, I want to go along to that. 
Yeah, look, you, you need to, to go in and pre-register. Um, yeah. If you pre-register now, you will uh, get access to the uh, agenda um, one week out from the show. So um, you will at that point be able to, like I said, start making appointments with exhibitors that you want to talk to, start identifying the sessions that you know, really catch your eye. Um, and then during the, the course of the two days, you can also add to that as you go. Um, but you need to register in advance to be able to access all of this content post-show as well. So um, you will either be able to access it through the regular show website, or if you wanted to go directly to the virtual portal, that is uh, www.reconnect.engineeringdesignshows.co.uk, and you'll be able to find out all the information there. But the, the registration process is very quick and easy. Um, yeah. So Amazing. got a good flavor there of the show the conference um sessions sound interesting and then what's going to happen within the booths you've got some um on the website you've clearly um listed some of the exhibitors or all of the exhibitors and their what's on the booth so we can visitors can just plan their route like you would a real life show but you can do it sitting in a comfy chair I think it's very, and I, yeah, and it, it, I do really think that the, the main key element for, for me here with, you know, I've got, I've got clients that are going to be attending the show, one particular client, and it's great that people are actually going to be able to speak to them. You know, they're actually going to be able to get, I think that is really key. And I think that is where, when you talk about hybrid version, I think that's where we might see some, you know, having been one of those person that doesn't, I mean, maybe it's just me. Maybe people just don't want to talk to me. Who knows? <laughs> I can't think why, but thank you for taking the time to speak to us this it's afternoon. Not at all. Thank you very much for having me on here. Yeah, no, you're so welcome. And we're really looking forward to EDS Reconnect later this month. And I'm sure people listening will rush out and, and register now that they've heard a bit more about it. I hope so. I'm, I'm sure I haven't done the, the conference programme justice. I, I would encourage everyone to take a look on there. Uh, there's a lot of fantastic sessions that I haven't been able to mention. So please take the chance to, to have a look through uh, and see what stands out for you. Brilliant. Amazing. And the dates again for EDS Reconnect are 31st of March and 1st of April. Visitors can attend by visiting www.reconnect.engineeringdesignshows.co.uk. We were talking to Gordon Kirk, the Portfolio Director at Mark Allen Exhibitions, the engineering design show and the UK's only event entirely dedicated to engineering, electronics and embedded design. The show provides the ideal environment for design engineers to benefit from direct access to the latest products, services and innovations available to the sector. So thank you for listening. Thank you for coming in, Gordon. And thank you, thank you Caroline, thank you. as ever. My pleasure. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Gordon. And this is That Engineering Chat podcast, Chatty Hatter's engineering podcast created that talks to leaders in the electronics and manufacturing industries. To hear the latest and other That Engineering Chats, make sure you subscribe at Apple or Spotify. And if you have topics you would like to see covered or if your company would like to be part of the conversation as our podcast guest, contact us by email, hello at chattyhatter.com or visit chattyhatter.com. Mm-hmm.